Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Spooky AF. My name is Rob, and today I'm joined by my co-host Suze. Hey guys, how are y'all? How are you keeping today, Suze? I, oh, well we do need to talk about something briefly. I am in my, a holiday re-listen, I know this is going to be released after the holidays, but I'm in a holiday re-listen of the Magnus Archives, and we need to, we just need to say, like, how fucking good that podcast is. It was, I, I actually think genuinely the, like, the golden age of audio dramas. And I, I, I almost feel like that we didn't realize how good we had it when it was when it was out. No. And it was, I remember we, we bonded over it because we were still working together. And it, every week was just like a gift. Yeah, it really was. And I'm like very, very excited to, to know that there's, um, there's a new series of it coming out next year. Oh, that, that's right. There is. Oh, God, that's going to be. Uh, I'm so excited because I, as I'm re-listening to this, I'm just like, this is just so fucking good. Oh, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And for anyone who hasn't listened to it, I would strongly recommend it. If you're in any way interested in the kind of like audio drama, like fictional stories, basically kind of like radio play style stories, not your usual sort of podcasts, definitely give it a listen. It's, it's. I think there would be a lot of good overlap between people who like stuff that like we talk about and like the eldritch horrors that is in the Magnus archives. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I was actually talking to someone very, very recently who, a friend of mine who said that he wasn't really mad into podcasts, but he started listening to podcasts quite recently and was listening to ours, um, which was amazing. So thank you for that. But I gave him a list of recommendations for like audio dramas to go listen to. So I actually forgot about the Magnus Archives because we were just talking about Irish creators. So oh. there's another recommendation there now. Yep, absolutely. So yeah, I just want to take a moment to say that like I am thoroughly enjoying my re-listen and it is just as good as the first time I was listening to it. So That's good. Yeah, I um, did a re-listen, as you know, earlier in the year. Yeah. And yeah, getting towards the end, it was just so sad. I just felt so sad knowing that I was about to finish it again. So At least they, I mean, and we can say this because I said that on a previous podcast, like, I'm just so glad that with the Magnus Archives, they they ended it like they they like took it to its completion and yeah. it it, <laughs> exactly. it was like a story that made sense unlike other audio dramas that fill me with blind rage. <laughs> yeah, that are like heavily featured in the Pacific Northwest. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. Okay, sorry, uh, Rob. What are you talking about today? Let's get into it. So I am talking about um, quite possibly one of the strangest things I've ever spent time reading about. Okay. <laughs> I, as I was reading this, I had to reread things over and over again just to make sure that what I was reading was correct. Oh, oh good. And I, I delved into a world that I knew existed but had no knowledge of. Um, <laughs> so we're, we're looking at some Irish mythology today. And, okay. Uh, specifically, we're looking at some... Um, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Uh, it's basically, um, have you ever heard of the Fomorians? Never in my life. Amazing. So the Fomorians, for anyone that isn't aware, are basically what I can only describe as a supernatural race of monsters that predate humans that allegedly were the first settlers in Ireland. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What? Yeah. <laughs> I've listened to that great po history podcast, the Irish History Podcast, and I don't remember that being the first episode. Yeah, well, you see, I'm telling you the real history of Ireland. You know, okay. Is, you're getting a look under the hood here of the, the, the real history. Is it being green-pilled? Oh, it's being, like, yeah, this is, like, full-on green pill. Like, you, okay. you're about to get some a real look under the, uh, the hood of Irish history here. So, yes, I... I 
They are a supernatural race of superhumans, basically, that lived in Ireland prior to the first settlers coming here. Okay. Yeah. And they are batshit crazy. (laughs) They (laughs) genuinely are mental. Okay. And like all, you know, races of gods, I suppose, they also have some mortal enemies that we'll discuss as well. Who are another group that I was not aware of either. The the Tuhode Danon, which is another group of superhumans that came here after the Fomorians uh, and were in battle with them. Um, much like the kind of the Aesir and the Vanir in Norse mythology. Or the Olympians and the Titans in Greek mythology. Okay. Yeah. So they are, ju- yeah, just insane. So basically the, the way to summarize them, and it's, it's something I saw online, is... Um, the, the Fomorians are supernatural beings representing the wild or destructive powers of nature, and they're basically the personification personification of chaos, darkness, death, blight, and drought. So what you're saying is they're fucking metal. Oh, these lads are metal. They like they only listen to metal. Like every time <laughs> they hear, every time they come over the horizon, you just hear this like slow metal, just like John, 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 John. So I, I'm just gonna get into this, and please feel free to to cut me off at any point if you need a break okay Okay. (laughs) yeah so the the name themselves the fomorians that's obviously the 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 anglicized version of it the there's a few ways to to say it but it's fomori is the irish it's kind of the plural for them or Mm -hmm. formerig or formaroch there's a few different ways as as irish has obviously changed but the first part of the word foe is it's generally agreed to be old irish and it means kind of under lower below beneath nether etc mm. um the second part of the word mer is the irish for sea so you can basically kind of the word fomorian to mean the undersea ones Oh, so these are like thonic monsters that have come from the ocean. Yeah, some like eldritch terror shit, basically. Um, Another interpretation of them has been the great underworld ones. The underworld giants or the nether giants. Okay, (laughs) sorry. Yeah. Nether Giants doesn't sound good. No, Nether Giants sounds like they're on a watch list somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, or they're in porn. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we'll, we'll skip over another giants and we'll just go with the, the undersea ones or the underworld yeah. giants. Yeah, so they were originally regarded as kind of like malevolent spirits that dwelled underwater and kind of in the, like, the nether regions of the earth, kind of like lurking in the darkness and stuff like that. So one of the earliest references to them is allegedly from a 7th century book where it described them as under the worlds of men. So we're we're going back like quite far here. Like this is like what 600 AD is one of the first references to them. Okay, yeah, so we're we're heading back there. Yeah, and they're portrayed as the only way I can describe as monstrous. So a lot of them are said to have the body of a man and the head of a goat. Oh, okay. So uh, they were that was specifically in an 11th century text, the Lower Nahudra. It's the I I don't know why this is the English, but the Book of Dun Cow. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) They are also said to have some of them. No, this isn't all of them because they all look different. Some of them are said to have one eye, one arm, and one leg. Okay, I, I'm trying to imagine that like a a herd, a herd is is the collective a herd of them coming over the horizon on one leg with one arm and one eye. Yeah, it's basically. I think a group of them is probably going to be called a murder of Fomorians. Okay, th- that's fair. Yeah, so that's that's the title we're going to go with, and. 
other ones then have been portrayed as eerily or darkly beautiful. Huh. So these that's were... A, that, that, sorry, that's quite a spectrum of like people with goat heads to weirdly and darkly beautiful. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm actually, see, I'm going to send you a picture now. Oh just shit, so okay. you can Just so you can see a, a depiction of them from uh, 1912, I think it was. Oh, oh. Oh, there's, yeah. a, there's quite a range of, yeah, as to, of representation yeah, uh, going on here. It's a painting by uh, John Duncan in 1912. I've just sent to Suze, and it is batshit. Yeah, it's there's. It looks like there's just a there's just a pair of legs. Yeah, there. Uh, one walking. of them is literally just a pair of legs. Yep, just um, just a pair of legs walking about. Another one is Gollum from the Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's bear crawling. Yeah, and then at the very front, there's also a kinky demon who has his arse like pushed out. <laughs> I see that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also um, there's also like the the guy that looks like the, the one of the four horsemen. Yeah, and, and then Santa, is, Santa Claus is just in the back there as well. Yeah, I was about to say, and then there's Santa bringing up the rear. Yeah, so it, it, they're a varied bunch, and I, I feel like that painting perfectly captures uh, it. And I'll put the the link to the painting in the description of this episode so people can can see it. Okay, so stop me if you're going to get into it, but like this is sounding very much like um, depictions people would talk about of like the Fae. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So these are kind of... Um, are these the pr- predecessors to the to the Yeah, fae? so one of the kind of the myths of them is that they're, they are kind of, they live in the Fae realm or they've come from the Fae realm. Okay. So yeah, they, they are, like some people have described them as demons, mm. but yeah, they kind of represent that kind of the, like chaos and kind of, yeah, that kind of like hostility. Yeah. So yeah, as I said, they, they are said to have lived here in Ireland first and they're the enemies of Ireland's first, the, the enemies of Ireland's first settlers so they were already here and then the settlers came and these lads were already here being like no like this is our land we will not be colonized yeah and like all good uh supernatural stories they also have villains the the two a day who are another group of supernatural lads who are also rocking about at this time so they're fighting a war on two fronts because they're stopped they're they're fighting the two a day and the and the 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 first irish settlers yeah yeah so They, they, these lads are, you know, they're busy. Yeah, and some of them only have legs. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're a, a fun bunch of lads, basically. There's this medieval myth of Parthalon, is I think how you pronounce it. And he allegedly says that uh, his followers came here. They were the first to invade Ireland after the Great Flood. Mm. We're talking biblical Great Flood here as well. Oh, right. But, okay. but the, the Fomorians were already apparently allegedly here. Um, so he, yeah, he basically says that Fomorians were already here and they lived on a diet of fish and fowl. Oh, okay. And then this lad, Parthalon, came along and he brought the plough and ox and he basically came in and uh, killed the Fomorian leader, uh, Chiacol, and basically was like, fuck yeah, I- I've I've settled Ireland. But then mysteriously, uh, all of his people died of the plague. Oh, right. So he basically brought farming to the Fomorians and then missed it, like magically all of his people died. But the farming equipment obviously stayed. So, so yeah. So he was a he was a usurper who then basically just Prometheus style brought them technology, and then and then all of his people literally fucked off the place of the planet. Basically, yeah. So then Ireland supposedly was empty for thirty years of like humans, effectively. Okay. Until another lad called Nemed came along, and he came along with his followers. And at this point, um, the Fomorians were supposedly like seafarers, and they basically were like out around the coast doing their thing. 
And mm-hmm. I saw somewhere online mention, and I'd be, it's important that I mention this, apparently somewhere along the way, and it could have been in the Middle Ages, I'm not sure, but somewhere along the way, someone says that the Fomorians claimed that they were direct descendants of Ham, who's the son of Noah. Oh, Jesus Christ. And they have, like, allegedly linked themselves all the way back to uh, Adam. So, so wait, wait a minute. Okay, clarify this for me. So the Fomorians, which can occasionally be just a pair of legs, are related to Noah. Yes, allegedly. Okay. So I don't think it's a coincidence that all of a sudden this link starts coming around when Christianity is spreading. Right. But Because before that, these were just metal demons, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I just wanted to mention it. I, I personally am leaning towards the metal demons. Um, but, you know, if people want to draw their links to Adam and Eve, they can as well. But that, I'm not here for that. That's not what this podcast is about. No, we're not. We're not here for that. Not at all. Yeah, exactly. So as metal as these lads were, they allegedly weren't particularly good in battle um, because Nemeth. Well, well, yes, yeah. because some of them were just a pair of legs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this lad Nemeth, Nemed, he comes along, defeats them in a few battles. Uh, he killed their kings, uh, two kings. Gan and Sengan, mm-hmm. but two new leaders kind of came out of this. Uh, Conad, the son of Faber, who lived in a tower um, on Tory Island in Donegal. Okay. Um, and then Mark, the son of Della, he came in as a king as well. So the two kings got replaced. And uh, it, it seems to be that there was some sort of like resistance movement in the Fomorians then, where this lad Nemeth, the, the one who came in and killed the kings, uh, he seemed to kind of rule Ireland for a while. But then when he died... The two Fomorians I mentioned, uh, Conand and Mork, they kind of like struck, I suppose, while the iron was hot. Basically like Uno reverse carded what had just happened to them and they turned all of Nemed's people into slaves. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, that makes more sense because like, like metal demons, they, they're, they're meant to be the, like, the whip crackers. Exactly. So they enslaved his people and they basically demanded like a heavy sort of like tribute to stay alive, to keep them alive. So right. they want okay. they wanted two thirds of all of their children, all of their grain and their cattle. Was this like the Fomorian Hunger Games? Um, yeah, I think so. So Nemed, who had died, his son Fergus allegedly gathered an army of 60,000 people. Jeez. Rose up against them and in some sort of like Lord of the Rings-esque battle against Sauron, he like led a fleet and attacked the Fomorians and and there was this just huge slaughter on both sides, basically. He he attacked your man's tower, Conand, but Mork, the other Fomorian, came in with his boats, fucked everyone up, basically. And at some point in this battle, uh, the sea rose higher and basically drowned everyone except for 30 humans. Global warming. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> so... That's kind of the, the early myths of the Fomorians. They're kind of like knocking around here, killing humans, like taking cattle, just being lads, basically. Yeah. You know, they, they, they're they doing their own stuff. So then flash forward a little bit into the future and the, the two Hadeidanon, who I said are these uh, other gods, for lack of a better term, uh, come into the, into the playing field then. They decided that they wanted to take possession of Ireland. At some point, they... They had a king uh, who lost his arm in battle and he wasn't, uh, because he was kind of no longer physically whole, they decided that their first king of Ireland would be this half Fomorian, half Tuha Deidanan lad called Brez. Okay. <laughs> and he was the result of the kind of, of a marriage between Eru of the Tuha Deidanan and the Fomorian prince Elitha. I'm assuming Elitha was one of the ones that had like a full body and wasn't just legs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently he was like, he, he was, yeah. 
he was a he was a, he was okay. a sexy demon. Okay. So he, he apparently came to Eru one night by sea on a silver boat. Ooh. And apparently Elitha, the lad who was just talking about there, and his their, his son Brez, they're actually both described as very beautiful. So okay. Shockingly though, Brez turned out to be a bit of a shitlord. <laughs> And okay. he decided to force the two Hudedanen, his own kind of like, his mother's people, to work as slaves and pay tribute to the Fomorians. Um, <laughs> so he basically like turned on his people real quick. And he pretty much immediately lost all authority. And <laughs> was basically like shunned for neglecting his duties as king. <laughs> and the original lad who had to step down because he lost his arm, he was re- restored to the kingship and was given an arm a fully working arm again, but it was made out of silver. Oh, this is some this is some Harry Potter Wormtail stuff. Oh yeah, it is, yeah. So the the king, Brez, who was kicked off the throne, he fled back to the Fomorians to his father, Elitha, and asked for help. Mm-hmm. But apparently Elitha was like, nah, nah, nah. You're you're a bit of a, a bit of a shitlord. You're a bit of a shitlord. <laughs> I imagine him kind of being like Wormtongue from Lord of the Rings at this point, like all sniveling and stuff, asking for help. Oh yeah. And basically Elitha was like, nah, you're not getting any help because you tried to gain power by foul means mm-hmm. and that he should have been fair in his railings and all this. So Brez was like, Fuck you, Dad. Uh, <laughs> it's not a phase, Dad, God. Yeah. Exactly, and he turned to uh, Balor, who is another Fomorian, but this lad was full-on, like, a warlord. Right. (laughs) Um, So, he was a warlord living on his own island, who was basically just fucking raring to go at any time. (laughs) He's just looking for an excuse. Yeah, so he raised an army and was like, fuck yeah, I'll help you, no problem. So the two Hadei Danon basically got wind that shit was coming their way. And they somehow decided that they, I, I don't know when this happened, but they then had another half Fomorian leader again. But this, his name is Lug. And so I apologize. This is like a Tolkien-esque, like the amount of names I'm just throwing out here. I, I know. Uh, it's like it's like the fucking Silmarillion. Gimlin, Gimli, son of Gloin, son of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, it is confusing. It's even confusing for me trying to like keep track of everyone. But uh, yeah, so as I said, another half a Morian leader. His name was Lug. His dad was a Tuhadadanan. His mother was a Fomorian, and she was the daughter of your man Balor, the warlord, who I just described. Right. So she seems a little bit more chill. She's, like, off living with the two Hudedan and being fairly all right. So, yeah, Balor is, like, ready to go. And there, apparently at some point he was given a prophecy that he, he'd he be killed by his own grandson. So his grandson is now currently the king of the two Hudedanen. Mm-hmm. And Balor is leading a war against them with your man, the Shitlord King. Right. So he was afraid of this prophecy. Was like, right, I don't know, I don't know how I'm gonna, how I'm gonna deal with this. So he basically was was leading this war. Was uh, kind of afraid of, of what was going on, uh, but he he met his grandson basically on the battlefield. there's like a whole other story to this which I might do as like a short episode okay (laughs) about about a magical cow and druids and uh, the first seals that came to Ireland that sounds (laughs) Um, incredible but I just can't get into it now it would just it it would just divert the story way too much (laughs) okay yeah so yeah the the battle happens it seems to be that they basically met on this battlefield the two forces came up against each other 
it was said that to, as I saw a quote, to attack the fierce Fomorian flank was like striking a head against a cliff, placing a hand into a serpent's nest or facing up to fire. Oh, shit. Yeah. So this lad Balor, the Fomorian, he killed one of the two Hadadanan, one of the kind of the important ones, with, this just comes out of nowhere, with a poisonous eye that he had. Wait, wait, wait. So Balor, Balor, yeah, Balor apparently had this like sleeper kind of sort of bell that uh, no one knew about, that he had this poisonous eye that if he looked at you, it would kill you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry. I'm just taking a minute. To... Yeah. So, so he, he, his eye was was basically psychically venomous. Yeah, I imagine it's kind of like Mad Eye Moody's eye. That yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm with you. Okay. So he looks at people, they're dying left, right, and center, and he's like, fuck yeah, I'm going to come get my grandson now and kill him. But Lug decided to face his grandfather, and as Balor was about to open his eye and look at him, Lug decided to get a slingshot, shot a slingstone that went straight through his eye, and the stone went out the back of his head. <laughs> Shit, what kind of stone was that? I know. <laughs> But apparently because the eye flew out the back of his head, it turned around in the air and started looking at all of the Fomorian army behind him. And it killed all of them? And it killed loads of them. Holy shit. So Balor died because he just got a fucking rock through the head. And his eye also wreaked havoc on on the Fomorian army. So the Fomorians had to basically retreat and they were driven away into the sea. So I saw it described as driven into the sea. I'm assuming Mm -hmm. that means into their ships and then they fucked off. Or they went under the water. I don't know. Well, yeah, wouldn't that be kind of returning to whence they came? Yeah. So, but... Effectively, what happened to them was they were driven into the sea and they were forced to all live in a tower in the sea uh, near the two Hudaydanen so that they could basically like keep an eye on them. Okay. So yeah, they, they apparently managed to effectively kind of get them off Ireland. And that's pretty much where they where they stayed. So they kind of, the two Hudaydanen then effectively took over Ireland from that point onwards. There was a, apparently one full ship of Fomorians that still lived and they went off. They, they, they went somewhere else. And yeah, they went off and allegedly were never seen again. And supposedly this tower is still somewhere in the, the Irish Sea somewhere, or I suppose would be the Atlantic where they're they're just off somewhere doing doing their thing living in a living in a tower I'm wondering why they're because like you get so many pictures of like oh I saw Nessie I want to I want to see people who are trying to get images of this tower yep exactly so yeah that's where they kind of are, are effectively gone from Irish mythology at that point so they do kind of like stick their heads up every once in a while mm-hmm. but they allegedly are, are gone from that point so i'll give one example of where they they turn up again and i had no idea about this so there's this famous irish hero uh his name is Cúchulainn. yeah i've heard of him yeah everyone who would know it, even a small bit about irish history has heard of Cúchulainn. he's like the famous hero who kind of just fucks everyone up effectively so apparently the fomorians actually turned up during his training and i found some some quotes from it so i'll just read direct quotes from it because it makes the most sense so they then parted from each other and Cúchulainn went and looked forth on the great sea and as he was there he beheld a great assembly on the strand nearest to him to wit a hundred men and a hundred women seated in the bosom of the haven and the shore and among them a maiden shapely dear and beautiful the most distinguished damsel of the world's women and they a weeping and lamenting around the damsel Cúchulainn came to the place and saluted them what is the sorrow or the misery upon you says Cúchulainn the damsel answered, and this she said, 
a royal tribute which the tribe of the Fomorians carry out of this country every seventh year, namely the firstborn of the king's children. And at this time, it has come to me to go as that tribute, for to the king I am the dearest of his children. Uh, what number comes to lift that tribute, asked Kukulan. Three sons of Alatram of the Fomorians, she answers, and Dub, Mel, and Dubros are their names. Uh, not long had they been at these talks when they saw the well-mannered, full great vessel approaching them over the furious waves of the sea. And when the damsel's people saw the ship coming, they all fled from her. Not a single person remained in her company, save only Cúchulain. And thus was that vessel, a single warrior, dark, gloomy, devilish, and on the stern of that good ship, as he was laughing, roughly, ill-fatedly, so that everyone saw his entrails and his bowels through the body of his gullet. Then the big man came ashore to them in the strand and stretched forth his long, sinewy, hideous arm to seize Cúchulain in the very front of his royal tribute. <laughs> Straight away, Cúchulain raised his right hand, bared a sword, and gave a, gave a blow to the big man and struck off his head. Jesus. So that he was the first that fell by Cúchulain after having completed his training, and thereafter the other two fell by him and he left them thus neck to neck. So basically, Cúchulain came along, saw that the Fomorians were trying to take a woman as, as tribute, and he was like, I'm not having fucking any of this. <laughs> Beheaded their leader, and then killed the other two lads with a sword, and was basically like, right, that's it, Fomorians are done now. And then, that, and then that, that's, the, that's kind of the last place they pop up in. Yeah, pretty much. So that's basically it. That came directly from a, an Irish book or tale called The Training of Cúchulain. Okay. And it's apparently preserved in the British Library, um, naturally, because the Brits would take that. And yeah, so that that's there. You can actually read the full thing online. Um, again, I'll throw the link in the description for, for anyone that wants to read it. It's pretty interesting. But yeah, he, he fucks up the two lads, or the three lads, and that's it. The, the Fomorians kind of like go off I, I, basically I don't think they're ever seen again they might pop up here and there but they're, they're they've been removed from the island of Ireland at this point that's that's super interesting and it still like baffles me the kind of the range with which they're described like goats goats on men's heads and then like just so to be fair I'm also thinking like this is where Irish dancing comes from is like just a pair of legs pretty much yeah because like because like none of the rest of the body moves during Irish dancing so yeah Pretty much. So I can imagine just a solid pair of legs just like doing a doing a reel. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, they're they're definitely like trendsetters. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, oh, that no, that's really interesting. And it, yeah, it's uh, it's weird that they're like from the sea and yet they were banished to this tower in the sea and yeah. Uh, and they they like like I said they had these like you said they had these um other enemies of like other kind of demon like creatures but also humans and there was there was like a lot of power dynamic weirdness going on there. Yeah. So the two who they done and they're an interesting bunch. They're kind of like their natural enemies, I guess. Yeah. Because they're this kind of like supernatural race again that live in Ireland. But they're direct descendants of the goddess Danu is her name. Mm -hmm. And they're apparently like known uh, for their skill in like magic. And they're associated with like the arts and knowledge and wisdom. Okay. And I guess if you wanted to like draw kind of comparison to like I, I like Tolkien obviously would have been aware of all this so there are a lot of similarities there it'd be kind of like the elves they'd be kind of like the elves say, is it the elves yeah, yeah and then the Fomorians would be kind of like fucking orcs or something like the, that kind of like level of like difference where the elves are known for like their arts and like knowledge and things and like imparting knowledge on the world whereas the Fomorians are like I want to listen to fucking metal and just kill kids basically <laughs> just like give me all your cattle <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah no that makes sense yeah it, it, well it also it's 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 interesting to have you kind of tell the story from the point of view of like what are essentially the orcs yeah pretty much 
look, look, the Fomorians are great crack. They um, they're they're a good bunch of lads. You know, they're they're doing they're doing their part. They know what's up. But yeah, they're just raring for a fight basically at all times. And yeah, it it's the two who they down and are their they're basically their mortal enemies. So they're they're pretty pretty cool bunch. I am definitely gonna do a follow up episode on the two who they down and. Okay, good. Because uh, I was like, I want to know more about yeah, them. Yeah, they they're pretty cool. I do love that the Fomorians basically their their last leader was this effectively like giant with a poisonous eye. That could kill anyone by looking at them. Yes. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. that part was incredible. Yeah. But yeah, basically from that point onwards, the two Hudedanen moved into ruling Ireland after that point, effectively, um, until they went away as well at some point. Until the Age of Elves was over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they went to the they West. They went to the West. <laughs> so yeah, that that's... That's pretty much it. Um, as I said, there's another story in there about a magical cow and druids and the first seals being brought to Ireland, which I'll definitely do as a short episode. Yeah. But uh, that that kind of brings us to, to the end of the, the story of the Fomorians. They are a bunch of mad lads who I, as I was reading about them, I was just like, what the fuck am I reading? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> the minute like you started describing them and then when you sent me that painting i was like what are we doing they got some way of doing things and i'm, I'm all here for it um so yeah that that kind of concludes it what, what do you what do you take from all of this series god i take i take so much to be honest um like it's really interesting to hear about the kind of like earlier like this this very kind of irish like you said titans versus gods battle but then it's also hilarious the way that they're like described and the power struggles in there and then like just some of the twists and turns like when oh yeah humans brought farming to them and then just died yeah (laughs) yeah it's funny how that happens (laughs) yeah so uh so yeah no i i remain intrigued and look forward to hearing further follow-up on this so that pretty much ends their story there. As I said, there's a few other stories if people are interested, but basically I think the the, the accepted lore for the Fomorians is that once Kukulun killed the last three big lads, they basically became pirates or like raiders. Yeah, they basically went off and did their own thing, except for the ones that still lived in that tower. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, like, having you haven't given me evidence that they aren't still there. Look, this is true, you know, um... I'm just asking questions. <laughs> you, you just want to do your own research. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, they, they could still be out there. There could be just this random tower out off the coast of Ireland that somehow no one has ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> just a bunch of legs just living there. Just just, just a bunch of sentient yeah, legs. Just living there. You know, it could be. Could be the case. We, we'll, we're, you know, maybe someday we'll know. <laughs> but yeah, that, that as I said, concludes the, the Fomorians. Um, do, do you have anything else you want to add, Suze, or are you, are you happy with that? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm pretty happy with where we left things. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else I could add to that that would be <laughs> beneficial. Happy with the insanity that was just dropped on you. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Well, look, with that in mind then, you know, I, I hope uh, everyone has a, a lovely weekend. This, I believe this episode will probably be the first episode of the new year. So hope everyone has had a, a lovely time. If you've had time off, uh, amazing. If you haven't had time off, I hope it's been still okay for you. And uh, if you'd like to get in touch with any of your own stories, you know, all, all of our links are in the description. So you can you can reach out to us and let us know if you have any stories that you want us to look into or if you have anything that you'd like us to, to read out, do, do send it in 
We also have now a, a new series that we've launched recently, the, the short stories, the solo spooky stories, which would be myself or Suze just reading out shorter kind of stories that wouldn't make a full episode. So if you've anything that you'd like to send into that as well, please do send it in. I think we'll basically, I think we're in agreement, Suze, we'll pretty much read out anything. Oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So there you go. From both of us, we'll, we'll read anything you send in. So uh, the bar is the, low. The bar is very, very low. Uh, I do have one friend, and uh, he he won't. He, he'll never uh, guest episode. He'll never guest on the on, on a podcast because he, he he wouldn't do that to us. But he he has given me some delightful stories that I definitely like to read out. I'm gonna try get a few more stories off him, and then I might just dedicate an episode to his stories. So Perfect. we'll see. But if anyone has any other stories that they'd like to send in, please do. And uh, we, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, with that in mind, I hope you all, as I said, have a lovely weekend. And that's it from us. Stay spooky, everyone. See you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>